Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Power On podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in gaming. My name is Alex. I'm your host. And today I'm joined by two very special guests, Bill and Vic. Hello, everyone. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good, good. Doing all right. Awesome. (laughs) Just all right? It's always all right. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, So I'm very excited uh, to have both of you on the show today. So for those who may not who who may not know who either of you are, if you guys can just briefly give um, introduce yourselves and what your current position and role is at Durham College. You want to start, Vic? Yeah, you can go first. No, you start. Oh, I start. Okay, so I am the League of Legends coach and team manager. Um, I've been doing this for the past two years now, and yeah. Awesome. Hey guys, uh, my name is Bill. I am the general manager of the varsity esports program here at Durham College. Um, I've been here since the conception of the program. So if you count uh, back in the day, it's probably like four, four or so years. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited uh, once again to have both of you on just because I know esports, uh, not only at Durham College specifically, but just kind of with everything going on in the world right now, um, esports is kind of like blowing up um, and getting a lot of media. So I just wanted to kind of highlight uh, what Durham College specifically has to offer uh, in terms of esports and in terms of varsity teams, just in case if there are people who may not even know that that's saying that exists at Durham College or for those who kind of want to learn a little bit more and potentially want to try out. Um, so I'm very excited to have both of you on for this episode. Uh, so we'll just kind of get right into it. So how did both of you get involved in your current positions? Like what, like how did, so for you, um, Bill, like how did you kind of get into this role as like general manager of esports? <clears throat> so um, brief history, I guess, uh, so the conception of the varsity program here at Durham College, uh, specifically for esports, obviously, um, began two years ago, officially being recognized by the administration after we were housed. Uh, it was decided that we would be housed on varsity. Um, the original conception of collegiate esports on campus, however, began four years ago uh, when myself and Sarah, actually, who's the current arena manager, um, we put together the collegiate esports club uh, as a joint club program, a pilot program between UIT at the time, now Ontario Tech and Durham College. Um, we started off as a club hosting, you know, uh, players from both schools uh, on one collegiate team because we have the unique situation of being a shared campus, which Vic actually played on uh, our League of Legends team at the time. Um, Moving forward, uh, two years running through that student association at the time, after the student association was split um, between the two schools, uh, we connected, well, myself, I connected with Michael Cameron, who connected me with my current boss, Ken Babcock, the athletics director here at Durham College, um, and the inception of the program began. Uh, So that's kind of how the Durham College varsity program came to be. Awesome. And how I got involved with it, I guess yeah. I kind of founded it. Yeah, and then for me, it's just like I got involved with it in the same year that Bill really got involved with it. Um, but for me, I was more like a player. Because yeah. like I came into school, uh, it was my first year at the university, and then I decided to you know 
trying to get involved with some stuff. Uh, I really liked playing League and Overwatch at the time, but then I was a little bit better at League, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll try out for the League team, right? And then I saw this Facebook post one day because I joined the, the Facebook group uh, for the UIT and DC Esports Club. And then I was like, hey, let's try out. Let's contact these people and then see what happened. And then one day um, it actually went through and then they were like, oh, yeah, we'd love to have you on the team. And then, yeah, that's when I met Bill, basically, and that's how I got involved. Awesome. And then how did, so as a player, how did you kind of transition into your role as a uh, manager and coach? Um, it was a little bit tough, but like kind of easy at the same time, because for me, at least, uh, I was really able to see like from the player perspective, uh, how these guys have to deal with like the day-to-day of bouncing uh, school and league, right? Yep. So uh it was easy in that sense uh but it was different for me as well because i had to really coach the players from like a non-biased like outside perspective as well and kind of teach them the game from their different roles as well and then and then learn the game uh, a little bit differently because me playing like the same role for like however like five plus years um I did have to like make sure I understood every different role, like all different champions, and then how the game should be played at um, our scalable as well. So, yeah, that was one of the challenges. But yeah, awesome. Uh, so aside from league, what are the current like uh, varsity esports teams so, as of uh, right now offered at Durham College? So we currently offer seven titles. Um, it was going to be eight at the beginning of this year but due to the lack of um <clears throat> what i deem to be an eligible performing player uh dota 2 was removed from that roster uh the seven titles we currently offer are well we offered last year are league legends counter strikes uh global offensive overwatch hearthstone rocket league super smash brothers ultimate and rainbow six siege awesome so a little a uh, quite a variety yeah, there's a little bit of something for everyone. Um, but as for the titles that we do offer and uh, how we go about um, picking which games to run for which year, uh, essentially in the summertime, uh, right about now, um, is when I go through a evaluation of you know how the year went, uh, how our how our individual teams did, uh, what's on the horizon in terms of the actual esports broad um, broad scope of things coming down the pipe. For example, Valorant uh, yeah, has been 100%. Um, creating a lot of buzz. Uh, I see the competitive um, the competitive aspect of Valorant and the potential that exists within that space, not only professionally, but within the collegiate space. So that's something that will be included next year. Uh, and, you know, I look back and based on, you know, what our budget looks like for next year and all of those factors, I will be switching out uh, games one for another and just based on interest on canvas so that's awesome uh so for those listeners who are kind of tuning in uh and are really interested in potentially trying out or joining a team like what's the process of them uh wanting to try out and potentially um, make it onto one of the varsity Mm -hmm. esports teams um so near august uh usually every year uh i myself or somebody, we will be posting all of that information on the Durham Lords website. It'll okay. go through on our 
Twitter. It'll go through on multiple different channels uh, because we try to get as much engagement and as much as many people see in our message as possible. Essentially, what happens is we will post the individual requirements for every single title that we offer. So, for example, in League of Legends, we want all of our players to be at least diamond. Uh, Counter Strike, you know, we want <clears throat> your, um, you know, have some sort of league experience, have some sort of rank in one of the systems that um, do exist. Uh, be it face it, ESEA or whatever it is. Um, so we post those individual requirements, uh, schedule a tryout date, <clears throat> and if you do meet the requirements, generally there's an application for you to fill out somewhere, um, and we pull those names of all the people who do qualify for our minimum standard, and then we proceed with tryouts on the scheduled date. And how, like, just generally, um, just in case people are wondering, like, what's general like interests like for example um for league of legends like you're obviously it's a team of five right mm -hmm, um yep. so like just again using league just because it's widely known like how many people on average would you say would potentially try out um for like a position on the league team and then do you also have uh kind of like traditional sports do you have like substitutes or how does that work like how does the roster work um, so I'll, I'll go into it briefly and then Vic can explain a little more. Yeah. Um, so last year, uh, our overall interest in the league team was substantial, being the most popular esports by far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we, we always receive a lot of interest on the league team. Unfortunately, what does end up happening is a lot of the people who do send in their applications and things like that don't meet our minimum qualification uh, when we look for a group of skilled enough players. There's obviously, this is not a club, right? We are not yeah. a esports club. We are not a um, community-based thing. Uh, this is varsity. So yeah. the competitive aspect will always remain. You have to meet a certain skill criteria. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, for example, last year, we had around 100 people who were interested in wow. the League of Legends team. Uh, but unfortunately, I believe only like, what, eight to 10 of them met the actual requirement that we had set. Um, and in terms of how rosters look, we always pick up a substitute player or two, but, uh, specifically for league next year, we'll be looking at building out a, um, 10 man roster. And then I'll let okay. it go into more details about that. Yeah. Um, so for league, I think we had what, two to three players on each role, um, that were like, basically almost there and they were basically competing for their spot but we were only limited to like five players on the main roster last year and mm -hmm. with up to two substitute players but moving into next year we'll be having a 10-man roster okay uh with five basically um yeah 10-man roster and then we'll be trying those out um uh, in september um for the trial process it's more like they do get to play against each other and I'll basically mix and match the teams um, based on their roles as well and skill level. And I basically determine with um, the other staff uh, who is deemed to be like the, on starting position and okay. on, on the substitute as well. Yeah. Okay. So that's more opportunities basically. Um, so you guys are like, from what I'm hearing, you guys are the esports varsity program is definitely expanding. It's not shrinking. It's getting. It's getting bigger. If that's fair. For to sure. Say. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I know a lot of people uh, with everything going on um, with COVID 
how will that potentially impact the uh, varsity program, if at all? So for example, um, I know right now, as of recording, Durham College kind of issued a statement that they're planning to offer a hybrid um, delivery mm-hmm. system come for September system, September semester. So uh, mostly online with some uh, in-person classes uh, for labs, et cetera. So how will that impact um, varsity teams? Um, realistically, uh, the impact towards esports varsity is very, very limited. Okay. Um, so the nature of esports as a whole, obviously, we're we're online and we're able to do like we play all of our regular season online anyway. Yep. Um, the major impacts that I would see would only be two. Uh, one being should campus not be open or tentatively open or conditionally open, depending on, um, you know, specific needs and classes and things like that. If the arena is not available and the arena is not open, um, then we won't be able to utilize the facility for practice and scrims and playing games in there. However, all of our varsity athletes are expected to have their obviously own equipment, own computers um, and things like that, that they can play from home. Uh, so that won't really impact us that much besides the physical aspects of people being able to be together. Um, and secondly, <clears throat> uh, you know, the varsity program, we have a big LAN event that we usually uh, participate in in Montreal. Um, yeah. If anything, that won't happen and live finals probably won't happen. So what that means is during the regular season, all of our teams compete online. Uh, and generally what happens is they compete at a live final uh, where they're flown out to, you know, wherever the, the final takes place uh, to play the championship. But if COVID is still limiting travel, still limiting things like that, obviously then there's nothing we can do in that regard. Um, and it'll just probably be an online final. But as for actual competition, uh, it doesn't really impact us that much. Awesome. Yeah, we do hope that they do try and uh, re- release it a little bit and kind of have small groups like with other collegiate teams possible. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it would we maybe we could have some LAN events being hosted in our DC arena with other collegiate teams that are able to come in, right? But just not have an audience or anything like that, but still have the live competition. I think it'd be really cool. Um, but yeah. it's tough to say right now, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's good that like this fingers crossed won't have huge uh, impacts on like the actual like process of like the tryouts and like actually competition for the team so i'm at least happy for that i'm sure the listeners and those who are interested in potentially trying out for the teams are very interested in learning that as well um so i know you kind of touched base on it uh but what are some like the offer so let's say you try out you make the team um so where are kind of the op- some of the opportunities available to the players on the varsity team so i know you mentioned for example like uh traveling to like large uh or larger LAN events and like competing in tournaments, but like what are, what would you say are some of the benefits I'm associated with being part of one of the varsity esports teams or Um, opportunities available to you? So as, as a varsity programmer, as an official, um, you know, recognized varsity sport here at Dem College, uh, one thing that we offer much like all of the other sports teams is scholarships. So, um, I have a certain amount of money that I am able to divvy out to between all of our teams as scholarship money for our players. So, um, you know, scholarship opportunities exist. So if you are at the top of your game and you feel like you um, could potentially, you know, 
making a significant enough impact. Uh, you could be a scholarship esports athlete here at Durham College, um, as well as all of the gear that we provide of our to our players. So, um, you know, uh, unlike the other sports, esports, all of our players get to keep their jerseys, right? They get custom jerseys that they get to keep. Um, they get some of the cooler gear, uh, so custom <laughs> esports backpacks um, that are provided by MetaThreads. Uh, as well as our jerseys, obviously. And, you know, we do custom mouse pads and just gear and a lot of that kind of cool stuff uh, that, you know, um, any gamer would love to have. have. And moving on that point, like, you know, as any other varsity athlete, all of your travel and things are accommodated and we um, take care of our athletes, but with limited travel and not knowing how that's going to span out, obviously. I can't yeah. be like, hey, we're going to travel and do this stuff like that. But yeah. when that does happen and in the future when it happens, that's something that exists as an opportunity. That's awesome. And Vic, what would you, since you were like a player, um, like from a player perspective, what would you say some of the um, kind of opportunities or like advantages of having the opportunity to be on one of these teams? Like what would you say, like as a player, like do you feel that you're able to like, grow your skills or yeah uh, I think having like being a collegiate player is honestly really cool because um, when you play by yourself like online you'll play with like four other random people or five other random people right depending on your game but then once you get into like the competitive space like 5v5 and you start doing scrims um, it's a lot it's a very different atmosphere and it's a very different feel uh, you you learn how to you know work with your team. You learn how to communicate. You learn how to play better, honestly. And if you continue to have the drive as a collegiate player, it's honestly a very good transition into being like an an amateur or semi pro player, right? If you're yeah. very high on the ladder, people will notice you, and people will notice that oh, you're a collegiate player as well. It'll give you an extra bonus. So I think it's super cool that like we were able to offer scholarships and a lot of gear and a lot of support for these kind of players. Um, it's honestly a great experience that I think you can't really get uh, elsewhere. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's good to just get like different perspectives. Right. And I really do appreciate it. I mean, it sounds like an awesome opportunity. Um, so just thinking back of like, it doesn't have to be the year that just passed. It could be since uh, the esports varsity program was kind of created. Are there any like, highlights or any like big moments um or achievements that you can think of that like you think should be mentioned um just of like the teams or individual players like on the teams you want to talk about just recently bill yeah so i'll, I'll give a huge shout out to our counter-strike team actually recently uh Ooh. they just took home the championship um for the nace uh the national association of collegiate esports uh their counter-strike tournament that happened um a couple weeks ago, it just finished up. Uh, we beat St. Clair in the finals to take on the championship. So that's uh, incredible um, in the second year of conception. Uh, the fact that we're able to take a championship is astounding. Uh, and overall, um, you know, our, our program, for the most part, we place pretty well. Uh, yeah. You know, the Hearthstone, Hearthstone team, uh, two consecutive years of being in the money in Montreal. Um, awesome. Like this year, we came first. Last year, we came second. Um, 
they play as individuals, even though they're a team of three, but still, it, it's just incredible. Um, the results that we're able to produce being such a new program and being a program of our size, it, it's just incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, I know uh, just going off like my previous episodes where I got to speak with like Sarah, who's the manager of the esports arena, and then Mike Cameron, um, who's going to be, who is like a bit ad, big advocate uh, for not only the esports arena, but also um, is going to be the program coordinator for the upcoming uh, grad cert for esports business management. Like, definitely from a student and like I'm not on the collegiate level like at all or any of the teams but even like from my view as like someone who's passionate has a general interest um in gaming like I can just knowing that the school like seeing all these investments um that Durham College as like a educational institution is making and like kind of driving that push and like standing alongside um like the varsity programs and like places like the arena and now um, the educational side with the grad cert like it's very like I'm very proud as like a gamer and a student at DC to like see the investment um, and support that they're giving as an institution yeah um on on that note specifically like uh, we believe in a philosophy especially here at varsity is if we're going to do something we're going to do it right um, yep. we don't half-ass anything right yep. um, and Ken believes in this wholeheartedly which is why the program is what it is today. Yeah. Uh, we give 110%. We believe that we strive for the best. We don't want to look at other people and start copying what they're doing two years down the road. We want to be the people setting the standard and we want to be people that other schools and other programs look at and like, hey, wow, these guys are the example that we want to yeah. follow. Right? So we're all in. We want to build a esteemed program and we are on the road to that success. So as an institution, we believe wholeheartedly in the industry, in what esports is and will be, which is why the level of commitment exists that currently does here at Durham College. Yeah, 100%. So just kind of shifting uh, notes or shifting kind of moods. Uh, so just like with everything going on, it's been a crazy few months uh, for everyone. So what have, during like all this craziness, what have the both of you been playing using like all the free time that we kind of all have now? Uh, for me, at least, um, I've been playing a little bit of Valorant here. You know, it's a new game. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty fun. A lot of hype around it. Um, they try it out. I, I do like it quite a bit. Um, I do like it even a little bit better than CS, you know, sometimes. It has little, oh. some abilities oh, in there. No. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's just me. Um, I've also been playing some leagues still, you know. Yep. I have to keep up with that for sure. Um, and honestly, recently, I've been playing some uh, Minecraft Dungeons that just came out. Not, how are you liking it? It's actually so pretty fun. It's actually pretty fun. Pretty fun, yeah. actually. Yeah, I'm like a hundred percent. Like I've gotten friends who have wanted me to like get into Minecraft, uh, and I've like tried it a few times, but like it just never caught. And I played so far. I think over the past week, I played probably like fifteen to twenty hours of Minecraft Dungeons. So it's just like it has me hooked. I don't know what it, it is, but it just right, yeah. like it's just a little. It's just different enough from 
like Minecraft as its core, that like saying just about it, it kind of reminds me of like, I don't know if you've ever played a game like Diablo. Um, it kind of reminds me of like a Diablo slash Minecraft like mix. So yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun. Yeah. What about you, Bill? Um, I'm just playing Counter-Strike. That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I came from a... So a little bit of background. I came from a like professional Counter-Strike um, scene to the management and the other things that I do now. So yep. Counter-Strike has always been very near and dear to my heart. Uh, it's, so it's just what I play. <laughs> That's awesome. Grinded CS. Yeah, <sighs> that's awesome. Uh, so again, I just wanted to take the time to thank both of you for joining us and just kind of talking about um, the highlights of the eSports varsity program and kind of looking towards the future and just kind of educating people um, about the opportunities that either they may not have known exist or they may have heard about it but didn't really know uh, how to get involved or like what the opportunities are. Like, I think it's a great uh thing to kind of promote all these opportunities especially the students like i've seen the arena i've seen the interest in the community that they've built so i'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who will be interested uh, in kind of just finding out more about the varsity program so before i let the two of you go uh how would people get in touch with you or find out more um about the esports varsity program in general. So, if there's any websites, social media channels, anything that you would want to um, right now. Yeah, so you can find me personally uh, on Twitter, um, twitter.com/bluewintersl. Uh, and for the varsity program itself, you can always visit our varsity esports Twitter, uh, which is just at DC Lords Esports. You can visit our website, um, thermalords.com, and you know, all these sorts of information is on there as well. Uh, so those are all ways that you can reach us. And Victor, you can shout out your Twitter or whatever you want to do. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is VicNGO. And if you're in any of the Durham Lords esports or Varsity esports discords, you can find me there as well. Uh, my name will just be Vic on there. So, yep. Awesome. Sweet. So again, Bill, Vic, thank you so much for joining us. We are just going to take a short break and we will be back with some gaming news. Hello listeners and welcome back to the Power On podcast. Uh, we're just back from our interview with Vic and Bill uh, from the Esports Varsity program. So before we end the show today, I'm just going to go over some brief news and updates in the world of gaming. So if you have not heard uh, the scheduled PlayStation 5 reveal event, which was scheduled for this Thursday, uh, June the 4th, has been postponed, as well as the Cyberpunk 2077 uh, showcase, which was scheduled for June 11th, has been postponed to June 25th. Um, So there's a lot going on with showcases kind of being moved um, in in solidarity of all the protests that are happening in the States. Um, as well as the reveal of the Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield DLC. There was a new trailer released a few days ago, uh, and they revealed that the first piece of DLC is going to be coming out this June. Um, So you can head online to kind of keep updated to all of these events. 
So that is going to be our show for the day. If you want to stay in touch uh, with everything happening, please follow us on Instagram. We are Power on Podcast, as well as on Twitter. We are at Power on Podcast, and then the number one. And again, you can listen to the Power on Podcast online at riotradio.ca. We're looking forward to our next show where we talk about the latest and greatest in gaming and are joined by some awesome people. Until then, have fun and game on.